Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence, clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey. Okay. I hope my audio is good. My audio has been like so just weird using this mic. But anyway, today I want to talk about the things no one tells you about starting a business. Okay. (laughs) The idea behind this um, just happened because, you know, as we are on social media and just, you know, looking at random things on the internet, um, you start to like hear a lot of messages about like things people wish they knew or you just like see all these just different, um, I guess like mistakes or whatever that people make in their business or online. And so I wanted to just kind of like have a little chit chat about some things that people don't tell you about starting a business, um, but that I just know to be true or have experienced. So the first thing that no one tells you about starting a business is that there's only so much you can learn from free stuff. And I want to be really clear about this. I'm not saying that you have to always be investing, but what I am saying is that free stuff, especially now, it seems like it doesn't really add any value and it's it's hard to find something free that you actually learn from. Um, I really enjoy when people like give away their paid content for free because it just lets me know like what I can actually expect in the paid container. And then also sometimes it's like when you consume someone's free content, like their paid content is the exact same. Um, and what I mean by this is like the level of just like the quality of it is the same. Like it, like their paid stuff should probably be free. Um, now granted, I have consumed a lot of free content. So I would know that, you know, some people's content is not as good as others, but I'm just saying all this to say that like at a certain point you have to just make the investment or recognize that the free stuff that you are consuming like you're consuming it so that you can get into their funnel to purchase something right it's not like people are just giving you free content well like you know social media content that's different but like when you opt into something the fact that it's free like they're probably only trying to funnel you through something. It may not actually be that they're trying to actually serve you, which can be a tough pill to swallow. And especially as you grow in your business, um, granted, all of us, I'm hoping if you're listening to my voice, you are creating really good free content, right? You're not creating stuff out here just to scam someone out of an email, whatever, but we can't say that everyone is the same. And so at some point you realize that there's only so much you can learn from the free stuff. But something that people don't talk about, like the other side of this, is that people don't talk about over investing into programs, courses, and services, right? So sometimes like you're on the other end of things where, and and I've been here several times where I'm not necessarily the freebie seeker, but I will join a program or I will buy your course or I will even like hire you for a call or whatever, but I'm doing it at such a high level that it's really not helping me, right? I have no time to 
implement what's being said or I'm just investing in things and I'm not actually able to complete it. This happens a lot with people that buy courses. So, um, and there's nothing wrong with courses. I love courses. Like I truly, that, that's probably my favorite container is to be in a course because I can do it at my own pace. Um, but the problem is when you buy all these courses and you ne never actually finish them. And so it's important that we don't like over invest. And I really do think there's a such thing as over investing. While I'm a huge believer that like, you should have a coach and you should always be, you know, you should always be doing coaching or whatever. You should always be in some kind of container. I will say that there is a such thing as over investing um, because sometimes we just don't give ourselves an opportunity and time to actually execute and do the work. At a certain point, you just have to trust and you have to learn that you know what you're doing and what you need to do. I've talked about this in another episode about how like at a certain point, like you just have to trust and know that you have all the answers and that's the truth right of course we can learn new skills and we can hire someone so that we can you know be in their energy and see how they do things and bounce ideas off of them and stuff yes i'm all for that but i want to be i want to like share that we have to be careful not to over you know um over invest in things that we actually don't need or that we're not going to keep up with so like you don't need to take five different programs or like collect five different courses to teach you the same skill we have to be mindful when we're making investments and really ask like why am i investing in this program do i have the time to you know actually execute and implement this program what's the result i'm looking for here like what am i trying to learn um and what have i learned somewhere else that i haven't yet implemented right those are some things that we have to ask ourselves and nobody talks about that side of building a business and entrepreneurship we always talk about oh you know you, you can't get everything from free stuff, which I agree. And then we talk about, oh, you know, you need to be investing in your business, investing in coaching, investing in service, you know, and someone to do it for you or investing in coaching, whatever. Yes, I agree with that as well. But I think the missing link and the missing piece is that we have to be careful not to, one, be the freebie seeker and never invest, but then two, being the person that is over-investing to the point that like you never actually get anything done because you'll look up one day and you'll realize, wow, I've spent a lot of money on things that actually didn't matter. Um, and I'm, I, I want to also make it clear that it's your fault, right? <laughs> At the end of the day, it's your fault. Like, it is my fault if I buy a bunch of courses and I don't get the result I'm looking for because I didn't do the work in the execution. Now, if you do the work, if you do everything, you watched every module, did every worksheet, whatever, and you still, like, nothing worked then okay, maybe we can look and see if there's a deeper problem with the content or whatever. But 90% of us don't do every single worksheet, right? We get one quick win and we stop or life happens and we stop. So we can't be mad at the course or the or the program host or whatever. But it's, and, and this is why it's important to be, to not be that person that's over investing and to really look at what am I already in? What do I already have access to? Have I actually executed and like implemented these things? And what is, what is the real reason why I'm trying to make this investment? And as someone who is a coach, this, this feels weird sometimes to even say, but I will tell someone like, Hey, don't join right now. Like you have all these other things that you haven't done yet. I don't want you to join this and this be another thing that you're joining and you don't actually keep up with. So I feel like that's like the highest form of integrity to just be real and say, hey, listen, like you're not in the right space yet to actually be able to get what you need from this space. And I feel like 
if more people did that, we would have a lot of less people who are like, uh, what is it? Disenfranchised, you know, or who are unhappy with like the coaching industry and stuff like that, which coaching is not new, right? The coaching industry is not new. It's been around for probably a century. Like it's just new to the internet or, you know, new to like social media and being blown up in this way. But people have been getting coaching and experiencing coaching for a long time now. Um, and so I feel like there just needs to be a little bit more integrity in this space. And that's something that people don't talk about. People don't talk about being a little bit more transparent and being a little more just discerning and questioning yourself before you make these investments and purchases. Um, and even if it's just a freebie, right? Just being more discerning as to whether or not you actually need this freebie or are you just doing this to make yourself feel better? Um, something else people don't tell you is that consistency is what truly wins. The truth of the matter is that you do not have to be the best. You don't have to be the best. You don't have to have the best pictures. You don't have to have the best, you know, copy. You don't have to have the best anything. You just have to be the one that continues to show up. And this is where a lot of people get tripped up because a lot of people, you know, it is sometimes kind of hard or overwhelming. It is kind of hard or overwhelming to, you know, always you know, have to post or always have to create some kind of content or whatever, right? It can be tough, but the people that are consistent are the ones that win. They're the ones that blow up. You know, you see, like, not you see, but sometimes it looks like someone just like kind of came up out of nowhere and boom, you know, they have this successful business, right? Or they, um, you know, have this sold out launch. Oh man, the garbage people here. Um, but you know, like they have a successful launch or whatever, right? You see all these big things, but what a lot of people don't see and what they're not around for is like the year that they spent creating content consistently, right? Showing up, you know, several times a week or doing weekly lives or whatever, right? You miss that part of the story when you just jump in at the success. And I truly know for a fact that people win, right? The people that win, the people that you see, um, you know, really doing well right now are the people that were being consistent last year, right? It's not, it's not something new. Now, yeah, some, sometimes for people it happens where like something just randomly goes viral, but even then you have to be consistent to ride that wave. If you have this big pop and then you just let it go, you're not going to win, right? You're not going to win because you're going to, people aren't going to be able to see you. They're not going to see the consistency and they're not going to trust you. So consistency, it's what truly wins. Like skills, you can learn those, right? You can learn how to do things better, but consistency is that thing that as much as I hate when people give that answer about like, oh, how did you, you know, grow your business? Consistency, like even though we all hate to hear that answer, it really is the truth because it's, yes, you can you know, quote unquote plan to go viral. But even then, it's not a guarantee, right? It's not a guarantee that you'll go viral. It's not a guarantee that you'll do this big collab and blow up, right? Like it's just not a guarantee. But what is a guarantee is that what? Slow and steady wins the race. And if, if, if you continue to show up, continue to deliver that value, you will eventually hit your tribe and explode and grow your tribe. Um, another thing that no one tells you about building a business and starting a business is tracking and blocking your time is going to be a lifesaver so this is something it actually took me a while before i got really like intentional about tracking time keeping time blocking my time all that kind of stuff but keeping time like keeping track of your time is going to 
keep you from wasting your time doing things that you really shouldn't be doing, right? It's going to keep you from just wasting days, you know? Like, I remember when I first started my business, like, I used to feel like I was so productive because I would wake up, you know, not early, but I would wake up and I would work until the sun went down. And I would just be like, oh man, I'm so productive, blah, blah, blah. And then I would look at my to-do list and maybe one thing was done. And I used to like wonder, like, what am I doing? And so it, it took me a long time. Like I had had King before I realized the importance of like, let me track my time and let me block off my time. Now, girl, give me an hour and I can get so much done in an hour. And I, I do think motherhood gives you like this unique superpower of being able to just be more productive in less time. But I also will attribute this to me actually tracking my time. So I use um, an app and a website called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. And this app tracks my time. So I will like put in, you know, recording podcasts, which that's what I'm doing now, recording podcasts. So I'll put that into um, into my um, toggle thing and then I will do my task and I'll go back and look at it. And when it's done, you know, I'll stop it. And it's allowed me to see how much time I spend doing certain tasks. And it made me one, realize where I could outsource, but two, where maybe I was, you know, quote unquote multitasking and how it wasn't working, right? So how I would end up spending twice as much time doing something when really it should have taken me half the time. Um, and I can consistently see that like, all right, this task should only take this long. So when I'm time blocking or looking at my calendar or just looking at my day, right? When King goes down for a nap, I know that these are the tasks that I can do before he wakes up. And it just helps you become way more productive. And it's something that I, I don't know if it's a hack, or what but I feel like a lot of people don't talk about how to actually structure your time as a CEO like people don't talk about how like to actually get things done we're always talking about what needs to get done or you know how you need to have systems in place but nobody ever actually like breaks down where the time come from comes from or like how you can actually fit the time into your schedule and so I just encourage you maybe you don't do it every day I do it every day because I just love tracking my time and knowing what's happening and knowing that I'm actually doing things but try it for like a week where you just track how much time you spend doing different things and I even include like social media time because I try not to be on social media all day so I will track like the amount of time that I spend on social media just so that I can let myself know like all right okay you sitting up here scrolling all this time and ain't did nothing, you know, that's a problem. Um, the other thing is that time tracking and blocking, it can really help you because um, like, especially when I was breastfeeding or like, especially when King has like a screen time, like that's prime time that we can use to do things from our phone that actually move the needle forward. Um, Google Docs are your best friend. Like you can do things from your phone without having to pull out, you know, or go to your desk or sit on the computer, right? You can do stuff from your phone. Like I write emails from my phone. I write social media captions from my phone, right? I feel like a lot of times we give ourselves excuses and we feel like we don't have time to do stuff and we really do. And I've come to the realization that if I can just get 10, 10 hours a week, I can get so much done in my business. And by tracking my time, I've been able to see like, all right, this task takes this long to do. So let me, you know, makes make a block of time for this right it just helps you be a little bit more intentional and people don't talk about how to be like more intentional with your time so that is thing number three 
I think it's thing number three. Uh, the next thing people don't tell you is that it's harder and easier than you think, right? Building and growing a business, it's harder than you think, but it's also easier than you think. The hard part is what we've already talked about, being disciplined, staying consistent, right? That's the hard part. But it's also the easy part, right? It's also easy to do something over and over and over again. There's ease in having a system and ease in having a process that you can literally rinse and repeat or that you can get help with executing it. And it's, it's, it's like that, um, you know, I don't want to say double-edged sword, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like a double-edged sword where it's like, you know, on one end, it's the hardest thing to do, but it's also the easiest thing to do, right? When you think about it, building a business does not have to be complicated or require all these random steps. You don't have to be a genius or anything, right? Like you, like I said earlier, you don't have to be the best. You just have to consistently show up and be disciplined, which is it's hard, right? I'm not gonna lie, like, that's not an easy thing to do. Like, you know, I wouldn't say it's something that you just quote unquote do in your sleep or whatever. Um, but it is something that as you start to figure it out and get a process, it can become easy and it should be something that's, you know, pretty easy. Now, again, it doesn't mean that you're always going to be motivated to do it or that you're going to enjoy doing it all the time, but building a business, it's harder and easier than we often think. Um, oh, the next thing, it takes a while to see the money. Now, y'all, when it, it took me a while to like come to grips with the fact that like, it, like nobody tells you that it takes a while to see the money. I wish that before I started this, I knew that every dollar I made, I wasn't going to see in my bank account. And what I mean by this is like, it's, it, it seemed like I was going through a lot of periods where I would sign a contract or I would get a payment and then somebody was like crapping it. Like I was either paying for a program or paying my bills or something like, it's like, I never saw money in my bank account, even though I knew I was making money. I was getting clients. I was, you know, um, sorry, selling my courses, right? Like it still was like my bank account was not reflecting that. And nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about the fact that it takes some time before the money actually, like you start to see it sitting in your account and like you have a savings, like you are able to pay things off comfortably. Like it takes a little bit of time and people don't talk about that. And people don't talk about when that point happens, but it took me a minute, right? So for those of you that know, I started out driving for Uber and Instacart, and then I decided to go full-time in my business. And in in some ways, it was a mistake, but in other ways, it was like the best thing ever because it gave me more time. But it also like gave me this weird thing with money where I was constantly looking at my bank account and I was just like, what the heck is happening? Like, I know that I got a client or I know that someone paid and I just don't see any money. Like, I, I never have any money. And I wish I knew that upfront because I think I would have, or at least I hope I would have been like a little bit more pre um, prepared or proactive and actually had a savings and all that kind of stuff. But y'all know me, I, when I got into business, I just jumped in. Like I didn't, I didn't do things the normal way um, or not the normal way, but I didn't do things, you know, where I had a savings and I was prepared, blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't do it how I now teach it. Um, I actually literally threw myself into the deep end, but this happens to a lot of people where you're looking at your bank account, you're looking at your business money and you're like, where'd the money go? You know, like, I don't have it in my bank account. Like, it's not in my pocket. Like, I, what happened? And this is something that people don't talk about. We often glamorize like five-figure launches, but a lot of times people launch, like have these big launches and 
maybe it's just in sales, right? Like maybe they haven't actually collected it in cash. So the money is not in their bank account. And that can be like really scary. Or maybe you have this big launch, but you have to pay team members and you have to pay a program and you have to pay your bills. So you don't really get to see the money in your account. And what I want to say is just stay the course because eventually things start to things start to look different, right? Your savings, you start to be able to save more. You start to be able to see a balance in your bank account. But I feel like a lot of times people don't talk about how long it took them to get to that point. And so it's easy to get discouraged. Like I'm doing all this work and I'm not seeing any results. And it's like, yeah, you're doing all this work. And yeah, like, you know, you're paying your bills and stuff like that. But it may take a little bit of time for you to look at your bank account and it looks like, ooh, I got this money. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it may take some time. And you'll also go through seasons in business where you are heavily investing. And so you may not see a lot of money then either, right? You may be breaking even or maybe, you know, coming in just a little bit under because you're making those investments that are necessary to grow your business. And that's okay too. And I feel like that's a conversation that we don't have a ton in this space. Um, another thing no one tells you is that no one has a secret for success. Um, we, I feel like people are no longer using this term about like a secret. Um, but I just want to be clear that like no one knows, well, I don't want to say no one knows more than you. There is no one key that's going to just make you successful and it works for everybody, right? It's different strokes for different folks, right? Different businesses are going to require a different method or different strategy for it to grow and pop off your job is to figure out what that is right what is your method what is your strategy what work is required of you in order to create a successful business right but nobody has this grand secret um if that was the case everybody would be successful and i'm not saying that you won't be successful i'm just saying if there was one way to do it and there was one secret everyone would be successful because everybody would do it right now, maybe they wouldn't because I, in my opinion, if there was a secret, the secret would be consistency, right? Being consistent. That's the secret. Um, and everyone doesn't do that. So, you know, maybe that's the secret, right? Who knows? But it's something that I feel like a lot of messaging in the online space, especially when it comes to coaching, um, is around the fact that, you know, this one system, this one strategy, this one way will you know, be the thing that pushes you to six figures or pushes you to whatever the goal is without really recognizing that everybody's business and everybody's personal lifestyle, um, everybody's learning style is different, right? This is what I love about the becoming CEO method. I love that inside my program, there's different strategies that I teach because I understand that depending on your business model, depending on what type of person you are, depending on your personality, depending on the amount of time you have, you're going to need a different strategy than the next person. And that's why I really like am excited about my program because it it really does help a little bit of everybody, right? Depending on what your style is, depending on what your business method is or your business um your business model is, right? Depending on what it is, we have tracks and paths that can support you. And while yes, there's an overall method, right? There's an overall strategy. It really is something that you can individualize and customize to yourself and to your business. And I feel like that is the secret sauce, right? Because at the end of the day, everyone's business is different. And 
the one strategy that works to blow up this one person's business, it may not work for yours. It may not work for yours for a multitude of reasons, right? Maybe it's something that you're not interested in doing. It's okay, Benzie. Maybe it's something that you're not interested in doing. Maybe it's something that you just don't have the time for, right? Maybe you, it's just, it could be any reason. And so that's why um, I feel like we don't talk enough about how like these secrets to success or these, you know, this is the one path, you know, like those things are really BS, right? Like it really isn't um, a thing. It sounds nice, but it's not actually a thing. Um, another thing no one tells you about is that there's no way to make money without doing the work. Uh, this, this is really geared towards people that like get hyped up on passive products. Um, I, my biz bestie, y'all know Brianna Queen. Um, she is a course creator expert. So she helps people. Lord, my dog is going off and I'm not going to edit this y'all. So it is what it is. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. Maybe I'll edit it if I remember. And my biz bestie, Brianna Queen, she um, is a course creator expert and she helps people diversify their income through um, digital products like courses and just like one-off digital products and stuff. Um, and one thing that she says all the time about passive income is that passive income requires active work. I love how she says that. She says that like, while yes, you can make money in your sleep, we all have to still do some kind of active work while we're awake and that's the truth like she is so spot on with that um y'all go follow brianna queen on instagram at brianna queen she has like a lot of amazing resources but um i'm saying this to say like a lot of times we and, and, and i've I noticed this from like my part-time ceo stuff that i talk about a lot a lot of people like you want to jump straight to how can i work the least amount and make the most money and yes, I get it, right? We all want that. Even, I mean, I want that. Shoot, I, I, I don't even work 20 hours a week most times. And I'm still like, oh, I would love to work less, you know? But the truth is that, like, there's no way to make money without doing the work. We can't get tricked by the shiny idea of passive income being the way that's going to, like, make us millionaires without us having to do any work like there's still some sort of work you have to do there's some kind of promotion there's some kind of you know content creation or whatever and even if you don't have to do that there's still work and having to invest in someone else to do it for you right at the end of the day you can't just create a product and then that's it now you're rich no there's some active work required and i feel like that's something that's not talked about a lot because so often there is this narrative that you know oh create passive products, you know, create digital products and you'll be able to sell without having to do anything. But it's like, that is simply not true, right? It, that is just not true at all on no level. If you create a digital product, you have to promote it. You have to create content for it. You have to do something for it. You have to create ads for it. If you do ads, you have to monitor your ads to make sure they're actually working and converting. Okay, maybe you don't monitor the ads, but you have to invest in someone who does. And then you have to talk to them about it. Like, it's still some sort of active work that you have to do at some point. And so while, yes, passive income, courses, digital products, all those things are great, we have to be careful not to fall into the trap of, oh, making money while I sleep means I don't have to do any work ever. That's not, that's not how this works. Um, and it's actually funny because I have some digital products. Like I fell into the same trap where I created digital products and then I woke up one day and I was like, yo, why aren't I making any money with digital products? And it's because I was doing no promotion. I wasn't talking about them in emails. I wasn't doing any ads, I'm not saying that you have to do ads, but I wasn't even doing that. Um, I wasn't creating content for it on social media. 
when I did, I would make sales. When I didn't, I didn't, right? And so that's the truth. Like I wasn't actively, I wasn't doing any active work. And so there was no way for me to make any money passively, right? Because there was no, I wasn't putting any inner energy into it. So, you know, that whole energy cannot be created or destroyed. That's the scientist in me. Um, but we all know this, right? We all know this is a, a, a law, right? It's a principle. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. Well, if you don't put any energy into anything, right? I'm not saying that you're creating the energy from nothing, but if you don't put any energy or effort into promoting an offer or upkeeping an offer, how is it supposed to sell? You know, think about your own, pro your other products, right? Your other products, your other offers, your programs, your services. If you don't promote them, you're probably not going to get new clients, right? It's the same concept with digital products. So we just have to be really careful of falling into that whole, let's create passive income, digital product scheme, um, because it's not actually a thing. Now, I will say, I love digital products. I've talked about this in another episode about how I'm starting a digital product shop. Um, and so I'll probably talk more about like just growing like a digital product business and stuff like that later on. But um, I just want to be clear and say digital products are the best, right? You make it one time. And at that point, all you have to do is one, deliver it, but two, promote it and sell it. So um, I will say there's a lot of ease and grace that happens inside of a digital product business. But it's important for us to not fall into the trap of thinking that we don't have to do any work to make the money because that's just simply not true. And the last thing that I want to talk about that people like don't tell you about starting a business is that every level is hard. Um, whether you're starting out or growing or you're scaling, every level is going to have its own set of challenges and you never truly arrive, but your perspective does change. Um, and you do grow and you you do become more equipped with skills and support to help you navigate it. And I wish I would have known this earlier because I spent a lot of time, especially in the beginning stages of my business, and not even just the beginning, probably up until like maybe last year or the year before last, I spent a lot of time thinking that if I just got to this next level or if I just was able to do this one thing, then all my problems would go away. And what I realized is that, okay, I would hit that level and then there would be a new challenge that I just didn't expect or that I wasn't quite ready for. But what I did realize is that at that new level or at that next level, I did have like a perspective shift or I did, um, I was now equipped with certain skills or people like people on my team that could help me in that area. Um, and it really started to click for me that every level has its own level of heart, right? Every level has its own set of challenges, own set of experiences, over set, own set of things that you have to like overcome and work through. But that doesn't mean that we should give up, right? Or it doesn't mean that, oh man, it doesn't get any better. Like it always gets harder. Like, no, that's not what it means. It just means that like, now maybe you have a little more responsibility. Now you maybe have to mature a little more mentally. Um, you know, when I say mentally mature, I mean like, your mindset has to mature a little more or maybe you need to get more support from team or something so what i want to say is that like every level is hard i hope y'all don't hear benzie in the background he's like upset about something i don't know what um and benzie's my dog um but every level is hard and has his own challenges and i wish people talked about this more because 
like I was saying earlier, people really do glamorize like the five figure launches and the, you know, oh, I made a hundred thousand dollars this year, which should be celebrated. Let me be very clear. I think those things should be celebrated, but a lot of times people don't talk about all the mindset drama, you know, and nobody wants to talk about mindset, but there's a lot of mindset drama at that level. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, there's a lot of mindset drama at every level. Like I said, every level has its own level hard. Um, but I feel like as you become more successful, people leave off the the challenges and there really are challenges in growing a team or making more money or having to pay taxes or, you know, having programs that are selling out and now you have more clients than you've ever had before, right? There's a lot of different things that are happening at each level and a lot of challenges that I think people don't talk about and I wish it was a little bit more transparent. So I just want to tell you today, like if you're going through a hard patch or a rough patch in your business, you are not alone. Most, most people have probably experienced exactly what you're experiencing right now. It's just that they don't talk about it, right? Social media, we all know is the highlight reel. That's why I love the podcast because the podcast, I actually like say stuff here that I don't say anywhere else. Um, and it's just really nice to be able to kind of like get that stuff off my chest and be like, Hey, it is what it is. Like, this is the truth. This is my reality. And you know, whatever. But, um, a lot of people don't talk about like how hard it can be at each level. And I will say a lot of times we just get amnesia, right? We forget how hard it was at the previous level because we've moved into a new level of hard. Um, and that could also be the thing, right? You know, once you've passed through a certain level, you don't really talk about the challenges of the level before you. Um, and then we don't want to talk about the problems when we're in the middle of it. So it's like this weird just limbo that we're always in where nobody talks about how challenging each level of business is. But I just want to encourage you today, if you're going through a rough patch, like we've all been there, we all go through it, we all cycle through different levels of hard and you're not crazy, you're not, you know, alone or in this by yourself. It's just that people don't talk about it, but it's something that we should talk about because if we did, maybe it could help people from going through it. But I will say, I feel like there are certain challenges in business that you just have to go through, right? Everybody just has to kind of go through this. Um, it's part of building a business. It's part of the experience. Um, and it's part of the growth process. And when you realize that, you recognize that, like, okay, this is this is just me learning something. This is just a lesson. This is an opportunity for growth. And you just kind of let it be what it's going to be. And you pivot and adjust from there. So, yeah. Those are the things that I feel like no one talks about or no one tells you about when it comes to starting a business. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. It was fun for me to like sit down and think about um, and also like kind of process through for myself. But anyway, until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.